What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Red Line Podcast. And my name is Joseph Reyes and my co-host, Arthur Lima. How's it going? Yo. So, guys, um, this is episode, what? This is 0.5, not episode 1. 0.5. 0.5. But, uh, <laughs> so, um, for our old listeners, if you guys... Um, known couch cars that was our old podcast and that was the last episode we did like what three years ago wow it's been a while i don't even know yeah but i thinking like you know we wanted to start this up and this is kind of like a preview of what to expect from this show so for our new listeners we are two car enthusiasts that have automotive industry background uh, I, for one, work for basically the biggest wholesale auction retailer in the world. That's Mannheim. Um, and then Arthur here, he works for. What do you work? Th- where do you work now? Uh, you did have experience working for Nissan, uh, a dealership, yeah. and just yeah, to worked for m- multiple dealerships. Mm-hmm. Worked for uh, Nissan, Toyota, uh, used cars. Now right. I'm working for some uh, mom and pop that rebuilds wrecks. So, basically, we are we're, we're we have a lot of experience, just you know, hands on with newer cars. Especially me now that we're getting these new vehicles, which we'll probably talk about here in this little episode. But you know, just want to give it out there to you guys that whatever you guys are going to hear is basically our opinion. You know, your opinion does matter too at the same time, but you know, we just want to let you know, we'll also, we'll, we'll throw it out there too. Like we'll give our advice about like car maintenance and stuff like that. Um, some tips and whatnot. So, and also we'll be talking about newer cars and our stories. So yeah, I mean, hopefully you guys will enjoy this, uh, preview episode for Redline. Um, this is a, right now, I think the first, what, couple episodes could be like a trial and error. We'll see how this goes, but you guys are listening right now. This is on Anchor, uh, should be on Spotify and hopefully on Apple Music soon enough. So, yeah, but, uh, anyways, what's, what's going to talk about some of, some of the things right now that's been going on in the industry. Um, actually, in fact, one that really caught my eye and I was going through autoblock.com, which is one of those resources that we use, was that Koenigsegg is actually going to start making aftermarket parts for Tesla. So, uh, Arthur, I don't know if there's a, you have an opinion on this, but for me, I think, you know, I've seen these pictures. It actually looks pretty nice. Um, yeah, why not, you know? Carbon fiber Maybe. parts. I mean, they're Koenigsegg carbon fiber parts, quote-unquote, from this article. So, well. Carbon fiber. <laughs> well, come on, it's Koenigsegg. They're probably 3D printed all of it anyway. Do you really think that they actually? Do you really think um, it's gonna have a huge following on this? Well, like, huge following on parts. I really don't know. I mean, I've, I've seen a, I've seen plenty and plenty of like aftermarkets, you know, wheels for Teslas, like Model S, for example. I've seen that. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just all aesthetics. I mean, there's nothing really else to it. I don't know if there's gonna be tunes. If there's even gonna be a thing for that. Yeah. 
you know? Well, this was made, uh, seems like Koenigsegg was the one that made it, but Unplugged Performance seems to be the one that's selling it. Okay, so Unplugged so. Performance. Okay, so Koenigsegg makes it, the parts, but then sells through Unplugged Performance. Yes. So mainly carbon fiber exterior parts. So, so there's cosmetics. So mm -hmm. let's see here. So it's saying here that uh, vendors are going for nine thousand dollars, roughly, just under <laughs> nine thousand. So might be, yeah, might just be what carbon fiber fenders. Oof. I mean, gonna save some weight. Some cars already do plastic on fenders. You know, I speaking of carbon fiber. So yesterday, I was running through a sale on the, for our Thursday cars, and those are technically like one of our lower end vehicles or the ones that are a hundred plus thousand miles and what really got me was there was a bmw it was a go figure it was a 528i i think it was the newer was it 2013 model if i remember correctly but the carbon fiber it's it's, it's a trip because it was faded yellow and then i'm just like wait what is this it the whole car is completely stock like, even from the wheels to, like, everything. The only thing that was not stock was the hood, obviously. It, and then you got the side the side mirrors, which had, I'm going to say it this way, quote-unquote carbon fiber caps. And I'm like, hold on a second. And my coworker, which I'm hoping, <laughs> well, I'll probably get him on the show here eventually, uh, he, he was like, this ain't real carbon fiber, man. I was like, I don't think so it is either. You know, so of course it wouldn't be. You know, it's kind of weird because like you look under it, it it just looks almost like it's three D printed, but it's not. It's a trip. I don't know, but it's the the weight is not there, obviously, because carbon fiber is light, and it still felt like a probably just hood. molded and just put clear coat over it or something. I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know how that. I don't know how they. You know, people. You know, I'm not sorry, people, but. Manufacturers are starting to make things that are almost just believable, you know? So, that was one thing that kind of tripped me out. But either way, and, um, yeah. Miami like to look without the, without the price. Yeah. Without the effort. Yeah, I think that's what it is, is that you're paying that premium. Like you said, how much was it? 9000 for just... $9,000 for carbon fiber parts. But then again, yeah. if this is legitimate carbon fiber parts... Mm -hmm. That's pretty good, if you ask me. Yeah, the question is, how well are they going to sell? Yeah. Well, you know how Tesla owners are. Some of them are... Some of them have a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. Some do, some don't. Some want to part with their money. <sighs> you know, speaking of money, so... I, I just want to go off on a little tangent here, but like... There was this owner, and it was in our, it was at my work. The Porsche Taken, okay, the 4S, right, and it was just recently sold. So this happened literally last Saturday, and I got a, I got a radio call saying, "Hey, we can't figure out how to like get this thing to start," and well, the driver over there. Doesn't know, but then my coworker, which the same guy that we just talked, I just talked about just now about, 
um he said i think it might need a jump i was like a, t- a taken needed a jump what you know like i'm tripping out so i was like i'm gonna go ahead over there real quick so so the way you know how the newer 911s and the 718s the you know they have those solenoid frunks right so and if like the battery dies for any reason there's a little latch on your um left foot where where your left foot sits on the the footwell yeah the emergency pull so i was thinking there is no way to take in has this because you know i was like no this can't be and I remember, <laughs> I remember a couple days prior to that, I had to deal with the Boxster, the first gen Boxsters. There was uh, a dead one, and it just so happens rarely that the frunk wouldn't open. So I did some research, found out that if you pop the tow hook hole, um, the the cover for the tow hook hole, it there's a little like fishing line. That, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You you just basically you look in there, and then you yes. pull it out. And it, it it goes forever, but then eventually it stops. Then you pull it. So, I'm thinking it might be the same deal for the taken. No, it's not. In fact, found out that the cover, or actually, it's the same thing as the newer 911s and 718s. You have to remove a panel. And there's the emergency pullout for the for the frunk. So what really got me going was that it's so well blended in and it was not easily accessible. And I'm just like, damn. So kind of defeats the purpose. Exactly. So you really have to look for it. I mean, unless yeah. it's disclosed on the owner's manual. At but, least Chevy makes it a little more obvious. Yeah. In their door releases at least. Yeah, that's the thing. But when we put the 12 volt on there, uh, our jump box on there, we get about, I don't know, two minutes. And eventually, it was just enough power to get to the station, right? Which is probably a good, I don't know, 500 feet away, 700 feet away. But it, again, I'm just like, damn, you know? The way electric cars are going, I mean, again, I'm going off on a tangent, but electric cars, man, it's, it's starting to trip me out. You know, everything's electronic and needs power. Even these frunks, like I said, Porsche just at least Porsche thought of something. You know, like I said, the 78, you know, like I said, when I dealt with that Boxster, that tripped me out because I was like, there is no way if the solenoid failed on that thing or it just wouldn't like pop it open, there's the fail safe. So, but then thinking about it, what if that did happen on the newer ones? Then what? How's that gonna work? Also, you know? think of the Prius as well. The Prius, yeah. you're kind of you're kind of screwed, right? Because the battery's in the trunk, and uh, you have to go through the back. You have to go through the back seat. Yeah, there's a lot of complicating ways to just. I don't know. It, it that we'll we'll save that for another episode. But that's just that's just crazy. I don't know how that works. But either way, we got it to go, and then eventually it made it to where it needed to go. So, but, uh, anyways, let's talk about this new, the new Escalade V. So, finally, Escalade, or Cadillac has finally joined the performance line for the SUVs. Oh, really? I did it 20 years ago in Need for Speed. Underground. (laughs) Underground. (laughs) 
Underground 2. Just to be honest. Just to be honest. Remember Underground 2 when, when you just... It was all about the dub, the dub era. But then some of us just didn't like the dub era. We end up just, you know, making it more, like, racy-looking, you know, racing and... I don't know. You know, for me, it seems like... I wouldn't say... I, I don't know. Is, is, is Cadillac late to the party? Because... The Trackhawk's been out for a while, and then you have Acura. Well, does Acura have one? I don't think they did. I don't I'd say it's that. comparable. Yeah. Acura would be a little smaller. I'd say it's a little, yeah. Yeah, the Acura's a smaller car, without a doubt. But what's the, um, what was the other companies that had performance SUVs besides, oh yeah, of course, Mercedes. Lamborghini. Yeah, Mercedes, Mercedes was like the original. Yeah, I think it they, was the original performance SUV. It was, and then BMW followed suit, and then yeah. Audi was out there with the SQ5. So still, still nothing huge like yeah, like an Escalade though. You know, I'm just thinking to myself like, and I just had this conversation too with my coworker. Do you really think this? I'm asking for your opinion. Is the V name? getting drowned out or because now you have the black wing but do you think the v logo is being washed out now from gm what's your opinion on that because it uh, seems like they're just throwing v logos all over the place just like how I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there it's just like the s line for audis and just like the m this m sport package for bmw that's it's just all over the place now you know trd also is all over mm-hmm. Toyota. So Yeah, they got written there. Yeah, yeah, they diluted they, that. They definitely much. it definitely got diluted heck heck of bad. So Well, that's why they got Kazoo Racing now. Right. So that's where it's kinda like I guess you know, like I said, I don't know. Do you really think do you think Cadillac has diluted this this branding? I mean I would say probably. Like I I wouldn't I haven't seen any V Mm-hmm. Like SUV, it was just a CTS for the longest time, uh-huh. and then it, then it became what something else as well. The CTS, what is? Oh my God, what was the name of that uh, two door they had? Such an uh, obscure car. The XLR. Maybe it was XLR. That's the XLR. Maybe. It was like a lowered like convertible tar top. Yes, I yes, think it's it the XLR. Yeah, it was the XLR God. because like I'm thinking, yeah, I hardly see those. Those are very a uh, one off vehicle i don't really see a lot of those either so but uh um, treat when you see one well you know also i think dodge durango srt that was recent you know dodge jeep with the huh, it's funny jeep had the the uh track hawk but they also have the wrangler with the what is that the 380 block oh with, yeah yeah that yeah, it was one like 380 something it was a 380 yeah, that was pretty oh, uh, interesting, and then you have Ford. Yeah. See now, see I don't know about this one. Ford. It seems like when they do the ST line, it's just more of an appearance package with the, yeah, the ST with the Explorer and the Edge. Yeah, the Ford. Um. What? How ahead. soon till they dilute RS? Yeah, I I but then I haven't seen an RS performance. Or an RS yeah. trim for uh, an Explorer. First it was... Well, first, it seems like it's just a rebrand for the Sport package. Uh-huh. 
like that's what the ST is has become. Mm. That's what I'm noticing. So before the Ford Fusion would have just a sport package, and then if it were to have one now, yeah, it would be an ST. So, so this is my thing though. Now that Cadillac's coming out with the Escalade V. So, okay, let me get this straight. I'm trying to think here. There wasn't any... Well, let's go back years and years ago. We're talking like cyclones and typhoons. You know, that was when GMC, which is basically Chevy, you know, in a sense. Uh, Well, actually, you know what? Speaking of, Chevy had the Trailblazer SS. So, they did have a history in the performance SUV. But as of recent... They haven't. I mean, the only thing I've seen from Chevy is the RS, which is just an appearance package. You know? Yes. Yeah, RS has always been appearance, like Rally Sport. Yeah, but the thing is, because I get it that Chevy and Cadillac are under the GM name, do you really think, do you you think Chevy's going to have a version of their own? Do you think they're going to come back with another performance SUV like they did with the SS? Because, I mean... Maybe, I don't know. I mean, they have plenty of SUVs. I mean, we're talk- come on, dude. We're talking about the yeah. Transverse, the Equinox, Jeez. the Trailblazer. <laughs> you know, it, the list can uh, go on. It can go Trailblazer. on. No, Trailblazers. Wait. I think they brought it back, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, it's a tiny little one this time, right? Yeah, something like... Yeah, it's a little smaller than... yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen one on the road yet. So, so, so speculations. Uh, I didn't mean to stop you there, but yeah, um, go, go. I just wanted to say, so speculations are stating about the Escalade V's um, motor is going to be sourcing from an old ZR1 Corvette. So it's probably we're talking about the C7. Uh, don't know if that's going to be feasible, but. For 700 horsepower? Hmm. I mean, I'm looking at another source here. What's the other source? Speculating. Okay. It's on CNET here. So CNET's kind of saying that it's going to take the engine from the CT5 Blackway. Okay, so... So we don't... Okay, so we all don't know what's... It's all just speculation. It's just all speculation at this point. point. But as far as transmission goes, the 10-speed is going to be there. So... More speed's more fast. I... And plus fuel economy. That's another thing they're really more going fast. after too. Ten speed more fast. So, but I, uh, I think in about what next year we're gonna be seeing these Escalade V's coming out. So that's gonna be something that I'm gonna follow up closely. Very very closely actually. So we'll we'll, we'll see where this going. But anyways, so what do you think? Um, what do you think of this? There was a Maserati, a 2007 Maserati, uh, Quattroporte. Guess how much it was going for and nobody bought it. You want to take a wild guess? Because... 30,000? Oh, dude, you're way to hell off. I'm going to tell you huh? right now. Way to no, hell off. No. We're I'm talking, we're, we're talking four digits. What? Yes, I and it's only I think forty seven thousand miles on it. These guys were asking thirty five hundred for a Quattroporte. Thirty five hundred and nobody took up the offer on that. 
Uh, the only thing that was wrong with it was that ABS light was on, which is, I'm pretty sure it's just as simple as an ABS sensor. You know, it could be an ABS sensor, it could be an ABS pump for all we know. But the engine sounded stout. It, it didn't have no issues. There was no lack of oil. Um, it shifted fine. Uh, the only other issue would be the paint. Aesthetically, the paint is good. But your side mirror caps are showing clear coat fade and uh you know how you know how like some of the you know these these um these ignitions have their locks before you take the key out so uh, the that piece has been stripped out so you need like a screwdriver to like take the key out which is stupid or silly in my opinion but for thirty five hundred dollars for an 07 Quattro Port Day? I mean, come on now. Someone should have bought it. Question. Worst case, it's just a, it'll be a parts vehicle. That's what I'm thinking. Just grab, yeah, just I, grab the engine, toss it in some drift car. Uh, question. But the question is, though, is why didn't they buy it? You know? Could be multiple issues. Market. Maybe the market? What or was that? What's the market for um, used Maseratis anyway? Really? That's what I'm curious about. That's interesting. Yeah, that's um I don't know. Like I said, it tripped me out, dude, when it went for that. I was like, what? You know, I was like, okay. I suppose. <laughs> you know? So But um I just thought I'd just tell you that. I was like thirty five hundred dollars for Maserati. I think anybody would have bought that for thirty five hundred, but then you're gonna be you're gonna be plagued with all these issues eventually later down the road. I mean, forty seven thousand miles. I mean, I haven't really looked at the TSB to see where like certain things are gonna go out at certain mileage, or you're supposed to check, you know. So that's just something I thought was 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 interesting to you know, um, and then what really got me going to that same day was there was a Hyundai Elantra, 2018 Hyundai Elantra. Uh, dead battery. You jumped it. Want to stay running. 2018. Hmm? I'm thinking to myself, like, either the these are cheap-ass-made alternators or something, or just the battery alone. It, it, the electrical system is just terrible. You know what this... You know, it, it, it grinds my gears, too, that... And I'm pretty sure you could probably vouch for this. The newer Mazdas, the CX-5s, the CX-6. Um, I don't know if it's if it's just those platforms alone or those uh, models alone. But just this morning, I jumped the CX-5. Dude, the second you start moving that freaking steering wheel, it just twitches. The electricals just go nuts. Have you noticed that? I don't know if you ever experienced that before. Everything. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. To boost the car like that. It just, yeah. it just, I'm just thinking to myself like, damn, you know. But then yet again, it's it, isn't the CX-5s aren't those uh, aren't those electrical assisted power? Uh, I'm sorry, aren't aren't those electrical assisted steering or no? Uh, I believe it is. Yeah, it see. might be. It might be. If the steering wheel starts twitching like that, yeah, it's got to be... be electrical, right? Uh, it could also be. I'm gonna look it could up also right have now. a like a variable, like a variable assistance in a sense. 
Uh, that's probably true uh, here. It would probably be it'd probably be simpler for electric at least now. I'm just because uh, like I said, you start moving that. Okay, the slower you move the wheel, or the slower you you rotate that that steering wheel, it doesn't do it. The quicker you do it, it just twitches out. It's like what the heck? Like the you even see the gauges kind of just mill like just a split second turn off. Like if the whole car was gonna die. You know, yeah, that's well, that's why it's important to have a proper battery. Yeah, at least at least this week, this week's oh, yeah. been a tough well, I, time. For I think batteries. I think that's where we land on the whole situation, like especially a lot of the people around the world. Well, mainly your your side of the, you know, your side with you're in Canada. Um, <laughs> and for me, I'm over here on the West Coast, but there's a lot of people on the East Coast that are probably just having these record like. You know, snowstorms and temperatures just drop like yeah. crazy. And it's got just, about you know, uh, what was it? Maybe a third of a foot. Well, like not it. a third of a foot, or whatever it is. I mean, got like a whole foot of snow. Sorry, it it drives me. That's... You know, like I said, it it's crazy because, like, you know, I don't Maybe know. More. Well, you know, here's my thing, though. You know, I, and I want to let you know, let the listeners know that hey. You know, colder, you know, colder climates like this or colder seasons, you know, batteries work much more harder, especially when you have to do when it's your first, you know, first start of the day. It really needs to crank that motor over, man. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. make uh, my advice is just make sure your batteries are fairly recent if you can. Yeah, you know. even recent battery is not good enough. Well, what, brand new car, brand new, brand car. new car, but at least, you know, that would be something out the way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause there are some batteries. It depends on your cold cranking amps, the yeah. battery rating. So the higher the, the cold cranking amps, the more likely mm-hmm. it'll work at these lower temperatures. Right. So it, the standard is like, I forget, I forget the exact uh, temperature, but I think it's at, uh, 32 Fahrenheit? I don't remember exactly the Yeah, we have yeah, that's the, the that's the thing is you know, just you gotta make sure your battery uh it I mean yes, yeah, sure enough, even fairly recent batteries could go bad like you said earlier. Um Yeah, it's you, not the batteries going bad, it's, it's just more that they're like not rated for the temperature. That that's the one right there. So it's probably best to make sure you do a lot of research if you can. <clears throat> you know, if you can. I know for the people that are just, you know, average car owners that just use this car to go to A and B from here to the grocery store or here to work and back, yeah. you know. Just use like a block heater or yeah, or just use one of those. Um, there are some of these newer cars, they have like these little outlets you just yeah. plug in and then it charges the battery as well as um, block heater. But for the, for, for the you guys that are listening too, that's, that's good advice. But I'm also thinking, head over down to your, maybe your, if you can, don't get a battery from the dealership. Absolutely not. Don't do that. But like. Well, sometimes they know, do have the better battery. Sometimes they do. And to Just get kind the of, proper battery. But at the same time though, yes, because some cars can be picky what kind of battery there is in there. So um, like, for example, like the BMWs, Jesus, don't even get me started with that. Um. There's just a lot of factors, but, you know, it. I see a lot of people get stranded, you know, 
and the cold winter and just at the store saying, Hey, I need a jump. It's like, damn, you know, I can't imagine on your side. Jeez. That's what, like, you know, a lot, much more colder. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'll probably die. Ah, probably. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. So what do you well, think? So, so what do you think of this? Um, you know how Lexus and Toyota are having those massive grills. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen? Uh, yes. Have you seen the new LX six hundred? Hmm. That thing Sucks. is. Oh god, grief! There you go. Looks like the same as always. Yeah, but I just don't know, man. I'm looking at it. I'm just like, what? Where? I don't know. <laughs> It looks perfect for some uh, oil baron. That ma- that Would grill fit that, right in place. That grill is massive, dude. Yeah, last place last place I worked at sold uh, sold an LX570 to uh, what was it to an ambassador from Qatar. Really? Yes. Oh man. So that thing will be uh, probably has been shipped over there. By this point, unless it hasn't been, I think you know what. If you if you click that article, it looks a lot better with the blacked out grill. <laughs> yes, looks a lot why more. Why do uh, they? Uh, why do they know. put like a brushed? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm that not is... a fan of this. I'm no. not a fan of this body colored grill. Well, so yeah, the black. Oh, I see. This yeah, blacked yeah. out grill looks mm-hmm. like an F Sport package or something. Yeah, it, I be... think I think it's most likely gonna be an F Sport package for that one. And yes, it it actually is. Actually, just looked at the. Nah, never mind. It looks like that. Mm. Yeah, like these. Oh, the rear looks nice. Well, so they're gonna... busy looking though, but looks pretty cool. My, uh, let's see here. So. It's gonna have a 3.4 liter twin turbo V6, so that's nice. Um, I don't know if the the older ones used to have the V8s, correct? Oh yes, yeah, they have the 5.7. The 5.7. Same 7. as the Tundra. The i4 motors. Yeah, the, mm. yeah, same as yeah, same i4s. Oh yeah. Oh okay, I see what you're talking about. I see how it's a little bit busy in the back, but you know, actually I actually, I actually, bad. I actually like this. The Lexus, I like the Lexus name is spelled out. I actually like that. I'm not gonna lie. That's the first. Wait, what other what other Lexus had that? Where they that should be a trend that should come back. Right. If I'm not mistaken, the original. Yeah, the original Lexus. That's really. I like that. I actually like that. Hmm. Like I said earlier, huh? I actually like the the rear more than the front. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Oh, hope you're stuck behind one. Sheesh. I mean, here is well, so at work I had the 2022 Tundra show up and I don't I don't know. To me it's I think it's gotten smaller. I think. I think it's gotten smaller in my opinion. Time to bust out the tape measure. Eh, it's just it's it just seems like it's been I don't want to say dwarf. That's a little bit exaggerating, but it's shorter height, I believe, or maybe the proportions of like the hood to 
the cab from like the top of the hood to the top of the cab I think seems a little bit weird I maybe uh, maybe they were trying to find something maybe a place to put the batteries I don't know Let me maybe see lowering here. the platform to keep the center of gravity lower I don't know could be multiple things but then they also have the V6 um, was it that V6 turbo right hybrid or something they're doing a hybrid powertrain now a turbo v6 hybrid yeah look i know they up. i know they would have a v6 i know they have the v6 and the hybrid was more of a they high the hybrid but don't high, high trim more yeah. of a high trim option from what i've heard there's no more definitely there's no more v8 that's for sure definitely no more v8 <laughs> shame which is a shame because that's what really kind of brought the tundra name out there that was a beastly sounding engine. Oh yeah, I actually like well, that. You know. very much like oh yeah, the the Titan, the Nissan Titan had a very beastly sounding engine. But shame about the truck that's in. Titan is very subpar. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna tell you how my experience with the 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 Titan just didn't seem like all that great. I don't know. It just didn't seem like it's just. It wasn't appealing. It was just bland. I think that's what it was. Because, like, you know, Nissan isn't really known for, like, just doing their thing. I mean, take, for example. They used to be. They used to be. But take, for example, like, the, the, ro um, the Rogue or the, what do you call it, the Kashkai, you know? Yeah, the cash guy here in Canada, but you guys call it the, the Rogue Sport, Sport, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the name was too strange for you guys. Cash guy. <laughs> the cash guy. Cash guy. Cash. What's that? Yeah, they just it's the name is kind of a little weird, but oh, I sent you some pictures of the Tundra, the older one. Um, yes. so I used to see those all the time. So the thing is, this is what I don't get, is that. When they released the Star Wars badging or the Star Wars edition for the Rogue, all they did was just put badging. They didn't like stitch yep. anything like on the seats. They didn't even do like a custom like, uh, you know how they do like those little computer intros on the dash. Yeah. They didn't put nothing like Star Wars involved. And you know what's embarrassing is that. Yeah, they did. Um... Yeah, they did a light side edition and a dark side edition. Yeah, this the one I seen at work was the. Yeah. I'm assuming the white one's the light edition, right? Yes. Yeah. It's so the rebel, yeah, with the rebel forces, got the rebel logo on the corner right. there. So you can barely see the sticker. You, you can you barely have to see look it. Look at it at the right angle. So, so this is what I don't get. So I'm comparing this to a Hyundai Kona, which had the Iron Man edition. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh yes. Of, this yes. is why I don't understand. You 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 know, knowing Hyundai, Nissan being in the game for a long time, you would think that they would actually do a little bit more for the Star Wars edition. It's the other way around. Yeah. The Kona, dude, the the freaking Iron Man helmet is stitched onto the seats. It's stitched onto the key fob. Dude, when you even start up the car, like the computer intro shows Star uh not Star Wars. Shows Iron Man, like they did a little oh, bit. The, the yeah. little details here and there is it's really a you know, and I give respect to Hyundai for that. Because if if you're really gonna make it a an addition, remember we <laughs> remember the addition. They're a manufacturer that cares. Yes, like 
going this is a flashback going back to an old episode about these additions that we were just you know how we ranted about yeah special editions special special editions of this and that if if manufacturers would have put a little bit more effort into it it'd be worth it i'm not gonna sometimes it's not worth the money no and you know Sometimes it's not worth the R and D of doing the extra thing. I'm not. Even, <laughs> I, I am not even gonna even pay a premium to even get the Star Wars edition because it's always just badging that you can probably buy on eBay maybe later on, you know, if yep. there is. So that's what. And I think they actually charged extra because I worked at the dealer when the movie that corresponded those came out. So right. Of course, it was uh, Rogue One. Jeez. So I've worked. I worked at. Yeah, I worked. That's at right. Nissan you did. At you, the time. That's right. You did work for Nissan back then. Ah, uh, memories. That man. Yeah. See, but I would pay money for that Iron Man edition if I if I could. You know, that's worth it because it's all over the car. You know, it, I mean, it's not. Yes. It's not overly done, but it was enough to where okay, you got the Star. You got the Iron Man edition. Whatever. Yeah, you so. just get those special editions. What was it? Volkswagen had some pretty cool special editions. And what? I'm not I'm not counting the Harlequin, by the way. What the Wolfsburg? Uh Wolfsburg's Well that wasn't that was meh. more the that was nah, a basic one. Nah. But there I think they had uh, something with like some musician. I think it was Phil Collins or something. I don't remember. I don't remember. It was that like nineties. It was like a Volkswagen. Oh here Maybe you it go. was in the UK. Here's a better angle of the new twenty twenty two Tundra. Since we're still on that topic. Okay, so look at that. And then look... I don't know. Something is not right. <laughs> to me. To me, at least. To you, you might... I don't know. Something doesn't look right with that. With the Tundra. If you compare... Just, proportions are just the, way off. It's weird. You see the... The big unpainted grill just ruins it for me. Maybe yeah. maybe if the grill itself was painted, but just keep the bottom skid plate unpainted. I think there's too it many. It just looks. I think there's yeah. too many. Sh- to me personally, I think there's just too many sharp angles. Yeah, too many shapes. Too many. Uh, I mean, plus a polygonic freaking truck now. Yeah, I mean, like I'm just looking at all the trucks, mm-hmm. like all the trucks, uh, of course that I that I see at my job. Like I see, I've seen some new ones, and I would say, like, like overall in terms of looks, like using all the shapes, I yeah. would say GMC probably has the better looking truck on the oh. higher end trims. Like the Chevy just looks like, uh, it just looks dumb. Oof. Like it just looks overly complicated. Even like I even tore tore the front end apart. Of one of those GMCs, and Jesus, more complex than it's than it looks. Mm. Like everything has to go in exactly that one point. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a truck, that's excessive, in my opinion. You know, maybe it's a little yeah, maybe it's a little different with the heavy duty models, with the with the HD package ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know the ones with the big black grill. Yes. At least with the Chevys, right? You have the big ugly looking ones. I don't know what Chevy was. They're thinking. all ugly. I don't know what Chevy was thinking back at the time when they did that design. Don't know what they were doing, but they had a lot of people did complain, and then they eventually 
they eventually fixed that real quick with the the next iteration right they did a facelift or a, a somewhat of a facelift on those on those generation of uh, chevys because mm-hmm. man i mean especially the camaro look hideous dude the camaro with the big face on it oh my gosh i mean i don't know what they were thinking in my opinion well the big grill i think it i think it suits the camaro or know. not not that not the current no, not no, the no, one no. with that. Not that one. No, the the one. Never mind. I, I know which one you're talking. Yeah, about Yeah, yeah. That generation just didn't seem like it wasn't. What I don't... were they thinking? Yeah, like here, this one. It didn't make any sense. Right here. Well, aesthetically, to me, it doesn't look. You know. Yes, that style. That is just needlessly complex. I mean, if you take that centerpiece out. It just looks like some generic Hot Wheels car. You know, I see. And, uh, and, and I'm saying Hot Wheels Hot Wheels cars are far from generic. Well, you know what's but, funny is that yeah. Camaros had so many Hot Wheel editions that came out. And yeah, they did. Yeah, but I don't know who what they were thinking about that grill design in the first place. It just didn't seem... I don't know. To me, it just didn't seem like it, you know, suited the Camaro. Luckily, they did, like I said, they did a little bit of of a change on the, you know, yeah, on that. But, uh, speaking of, so, so Mercedes is apparently there is a, uh, they're testing the new, was it the new GT? Mercedes is testing the new GT, so that's new, the GT Coupe. The AMG GT. That's what I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, the SLS, the Gullwing. Yep, they're they're mistaken, testing yeah. the new generation. So lovely. We'll see where this goes too, and uh, I'm curious about the numbers. Actually, have you seen the new? Uh, what's it? What? How do they call it? The EOS. The Wait, the EOS, Wait, the EQ? EOS or no, the EQ? EQS? 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 Okay, not EOS. I don't know where I got. Oh, EOS. you know what? I'm thinking of the Volkswagen EOS. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. How could you? How could you? Come on. Oh, you know. How EQ, could you? EQS, EOS, jeez. They all look the same. Come on now, from a name's point. From a, well, if you look at the lettering. Yeah, if you squint at it. Ugh. Wow. Just squint at it. Yeah, I don't know where. You know the EQS. That's pretty nice, though. I mean, I have, I've seen one in person, and that's uh, yeah. I mean, would I get it? Not really. I'm not. I'm still not. I'm still not con- fully convinced on getting an electric car just yet. I don't know about well, you. Uh, I'll only consider one if they make it uh, simple. And what's your definition of simple? Well, something, we'll look up uh, the Omega car by Casey Putch. Okay. Something like that. Let me see here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Simple design. The Omega car. The Omega car, Casey Putch. And, yeah, that guy basically built that car and had a little Volkswagen diesel in it. Hmm. That guy is also a very good uh, YouTube channel to watch. He he fabricates just about everything. Runs a Ooh. school. 
Oh yeah, teaches, that's right. Run school. Yeah, teaches people. If I ever head, if I ever go all the way out to Ohio, well, that I'm meeting the... this guy. <laughs> I'm meeting this guy if I go to Ohio. I gotta, I gotta meet him. He's an inspiration. Um, that's uh, the design is pretty clean. It reminds me of the yeah. Batmobile, but if it's in black. Yeah. Well, look at that. He built himself a Batmobile too, by the way. Jet powered and everything. Oh, there it is. Okay. Just look at it. This guy's Ooh. built it. Wow. Ah. And he's building he's building a Lycan Hypersport as well. Isn't that... Oh, it's the same guy then. Okay, because I heard yeah. about that. Alright. Yeah, it's that guy. Okay, so I just I just came across this earlier today. Um... I should have I should have talked about this one. We're talking about the Escalade, the Wagoneer. I saw the Wagoneer for the first time today. Um, at the strip, I don't know. I just think it's an it's just a, a glorified, uh, Grand Cherokee, basically more expensive. Have you seen it? I haven't seen one in person. Oh, dude. I mean, I had the new Grand Cherokee too as well. It's got the same body uh body aesthetics. They're similar, but the Wagoneer is what 108k for a max. Jesus. I think it's 108k for a maxed out spec one. Or no, sorry, 100. And, okay, so from what I'm reading here, the Series Three Wagoneer, 110,000. Sticker shock. Now I can only imagine. Now I can only imagine how much it's gonna cost here. Yeah, speaking of because the. Because over here, they kind of ratchet up the price by like 10 to 20%. I mean, it's nice that they brought back an old name, you know. Yes, oh, I've, seen, I've seen a few. $10,000? Jeez. Uh, yeah, I've seen a couple Grand Wagoneers just puttering around town. Yeah. Way it's long. always a nice weather. It's always a good weather car around here. Because those things do not last any if they ever get driven in the winter. I mean, you know, it's crazy. Now, we're just waiting for, what, the new Humvee? Or, no, I'm sorry, Humvee, the Hummer. Isn't yes. there a new Hummer supposed to come out, right? I wonder they... if you're going to need a special license for it, because it weighs so much. How much did they say it was, it was rumored? Uh, I don't remember how much the weight was, but holy Jesus. Let me see here. Thing must, the EV, thing must right? Be a tank. The um, yeah. Hummer EV. Yeah, it must be a freaking tank. Maybe huh. depending on where. Yeah, maybe just depending on where you're from, you can't drive it because probably weighs so, too much. So there's here we go. So here is the Hummer EV Edition One. This is obviously their quote unquote launch edition. Let me see. Wow. Oh, they having actual. Oh, okay, so it's just a reservation like the Cybertruck. Where the hell? If, where and the, when it comes out? Where <laughs> the hell is that damn thing? I haven't seen a single thing. I haven't heard a single thing about it either. Yes. And we did a I whole episode about it too. Yes. We. Well, I think a lot of, not just us, but. Yeah, we were all just like wondering, like, how is that truck gonna be feasible? It's not it doesn't just... even pass pedestrian safety regulations yeah. at all. Exactly. Like, where? 
I think a lot of us were we're all speculating. Not just us too, but like a lot of our other, you know, fellow podcasters that do the automotive industry are also wondering what happened to that. Yes. And of course, now the biggest news on it is how big the windshield wiper is on the prototype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. it's yeah, it's probably Elon Musk's personal prototype. I don't I don't understand the like I guess I up to this day I still don't get it. It's not it just doesn't seem in place at today's market. Doesn't go anywhere. So but um I just sent you a link to the Hummer uh website. Yeah. Guess it doesn't really show No, it okay. doesn't sh- doesn't show anything in terms of specs. Yeah. I mean well specs in terms of like weight, curb weights and stuff like that. Yes. And they're claiming seven thousand four hundred pound feet of torque. On the uh, EV3X, on, <laughs> on the lowest base. So the highest, well, actually no, that's the lowest no, the, base the, here. But see, the EV3X. Do you think how ridiculous that sounds? Eleven thousand five hundred pound feet of torque. Sounds like something out of CyberCop. Are, 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 right are we? Are we just see? Are you sure that's not a typo? <laughs> it's like, it's like the what the six thousand SUX. Jeez. I don't. Yes. I don't get it. I, I, is that a typo? I think that's a typo. It has to be a typo. EV3X. No, way. no there's just EV3X includes Hummer EV2X features. No, it's definitely no typo. No, the seven thousand four hundred uh, pound feet of torque. Uh, no, that's the lower end. I know for the for it's the showing, base model, that's crazy. Yeah, it's showing up to. 11,500 pound feet. What the maybe hell? it's maybe it's just that they were saying at uh, zero RPM because that's what how electric motors work. But mm-hmm. it's just gonna drop off like once it gets up the rev. Oh range, yeah, once it gets up to that, yeah. That's what? why EVs have like limited top speed because once they get into like wind, good luck. Air resistance. The design is nice, though. I I'll give it that. I'll give it that. You know. Mm-hmm. But what the hell? You know. I guess. Well, what was the Cybertruck rated for? A lot less than that. Yes. Well, it's just that's probably what they put in the prototype. Jeez. But still. Or maybe they're just waiting for Hummer to release theirs. <laughs> They're gonna chase. They're gonna chase after what they did. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that thing's ever gonna hit market the way I don't it does. Think so either. I think it's just gonna be like a one-off. Okay, so I found. Okay, so I found it here. Okay. According to Motor Trend, the the Hummer uh-huh. is gonna weigh four and a half tons. What? Nine thousand pounds and. Uh, just over nine thousand pounds. I don't think I don't think you would need a, a license for that. Or yeah, it just license. depends on where you are. <clears throat> yeah, so it depends areas. on depends on your region. Because I remember some places uh, are a little more restrictive. Because uh, yeah, hmm. well, you need a special license to buy this anywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, now I'm curious to now to see where I, I really want to see this in person. You know. A lot better than the Cybertruck in terms of aesthetics again. It's a proper vehicle this time. 
Yeah, but it doesn't really. I don't know. It, it, this brings me to that other topic, which is the the Silverado E. You know, the Silverado E from Chevy just reminds me of the Avalanche. If you look at it, have you yeah. seen it? Yeah. That's uh, that's probably what they were thinking of. I'm just like, well, it's got. There's no sharp corners. Take note, Toyota. Seriously, you know, like. And to think Toyota was the one that was all rounded. Yeah, which is, you know, I don't, I don't know. And then Toyota got edgy. It's, isn't that kind of amazing how, like, manufacturers are starting to change things up and they're just like, what? what? You know? The more they change, the more things stay the same. You know, I'm not going to be surprised if this is very similar to the Hummer. The Silverado E. Um... I'm actually going to see if I can try to send this to you right now. Oh, in what sense? Silverado EV. The design is very close. I hmm. think to me it looks very close. Yeah. Especially look at the back corner of it. i got to take a look at this again. There you go. It's got to be. I don't know if it's the same platform. I doubt it, but design language-wise, yeah. So I was like, ooh. Oh, yeah. It'll be like a design language. It's it's an interesting look. It's an interesting. <laughs> He's look at the specs. It's just a... hey, look at the specs though. Seven hundred eighty pound feet of torque. <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, you can probably cheat the metrics with. Well, I'm more concerned about how many uh, sustained kilowatts you can push uh, push through with. Uh... Right. A ten what fit items over ten feet in length? Huh. Huh. Yes, okay. that's what the. That's what you can do with the Avalanche. Yeah. So it's basically I mean, a revived Avalanche just under the Silverado name. <laughs> you know. Yes. Oh, wow. Hey. And it I, just shows them. Yeah, it shows them Adam putting a couch in the back. That's yeah, amazing. That's, that's what I was, just, I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that because I'm like, do you see this? Yeah. It's just an Avalanche, guys. With the Silverado badging on it. Which is, like I said, again, it's not a bad idea. I'd be curious to actually drive one of these. Oh, it's got the Rally Sport um, trim on this one. Huh. I'll say the website's pretty fancy. Yeah. Yeah, you just scroll down and everything's animated. You know, what is that? Air Ride Adaptive Suspension. Okay. All right. Air ride. Hmm. What? What happened to the mag? Uh, what was it though? <laughs> the Magna ride, Magna yeah. track, or whatever it is. Something like that. Yeah. Why not use that? The Magna. Yeah, the Magna. Tra- yeah, the Magna ride. Is it me, or did the new Bolt EV just looks more hideous in the front? It always looked like it had a bit of a ball gag on. Oh, look at this. Probably. Did the new? Oh, oh! At least it got rid of the ball gag. I don't know. Now it looks like now it looks like it's wearing a retainer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's what it looks looks like it's wearing. What is up with <laughs> manufacturers trying to put a grill in a place with no grill? But I guess I guess it makes I guess it's understandable. They're trying to put something there. You kind of fill the fill the gap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you so look that at little Tesla, void right, right there. Yeah. 
Yeah, you look at Tesla, right? Some of their cars just look... Especially the Model 3. You you know what really bothers me, too, about Tesla's move with the the Plaid? They should have done a little bit more on the design for the Plaid alone. Because, like, come on, the Plaid was kind of a game-changer in a sense in terms of performance in the electric, you know, category. Yeah. You know? The stupid... Yeah, just had some subtle things here and there, and... The stupid yoke steering wheel was a silly idea, but hey, whatever. No. You know. Yeah, the yoke's just more of a well. I don't. My know. Opinion, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, my opinion. Tesla's more of a marketing company. You think so? I think that. I think they are. Cause like, I guess I was just telling like my coworker. I was like, there is no way. I mean, they should have. This they should have at least somewhat differentiate the two. You know, from the Model S. What? The P100D, for example, to the Blade, you know, maybe add something more like maybe a, a somewhat of a minor aggressive like rear end or front end or something to make it seem like, oh, that's a Blade, you know, instead of just making it look the same as like a regular Model S. I, you know, at the cost, sure, it's going to cost a little bit more, but it's already costing how much already? Like north of 100000 right? For yes. the plate, so might as well just do the more, just do the rest. You're already there. You might as well just keep going. Mm-hmm. You know. And for, and by the way, for context here, for pricing, I'm pretty sure it's going to be way too much for me, mm-hmm. way too much for here in Canada. What's a that? Model Three starts at sixty thousand dollars here. That's how bad. Sixty thousand, yeah. but then again, that's before the rebate. So here's my thing. There's a rumor stating I, I don't know if this what's debunked this rumor right now. The Tesla Roaster. I heard it was pulled or canceled. Now I I don't know. I want to see that. That's another one I'm hearing about to keep advertising a bunch of features. But it's now on the website again. So I think that's no pro- what they want. No production <laughs> in sight yet for the the roaster or the Cybertruck. Oh, well, Cybertruck. I'm not surprised for that one. Yes, I mean what? Who puts rockets on the back of a car and expects that will be a selling? I, I wouldn't be surprised if like single-use rockets. I wouldn't be surprised if Cybertruck is canceled. But then again, there's a, probably a ton of like. Reservations. I don't. I'm pretty sure they have to do something yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, it's just a reservation. No money. No transaction. You know, when I drove the Model Y, I'm extremely just like, just disappointed in that one. The Model Y just seems cheap. Yeah. I think I've I think a lot a... of the Teslas just seems cheap, honestly. I mean, it's still remarkable that they've built, like they've actually built vehicles, like, like an actually a new manufacturer breaking ground. Yeah, that's what I find impressive. Uh, you know, the amount of like, just there's a gapage between like, the if you look at the, you know, what I'm talking about, right? The gaps that you see in the oh, body. Oh yes. I'm like. Yeah, the panel gaps. The whatever. panel gaps are just, it's almost obscene. Like I'm. I've seen it, especially it's more noticeable in the Y. Um, some of the Model 3s, I've seen it. And I'm Hearing the Model X had, Model X had issues some, with yeah. gaps, yeah. It had, had issues some with issues. gaps more than yes. You know, and also, 
it's crazy when I had to move a Model X and it was dead, by the way. This is something I'm going to tell you. Was that, you know, because the doors were what? It was a motorized door. Dude, opening that opening that thing alone without the power, just it's it's like you're opening up a Rolls Royce door. Really heavy because all that resistance from the motor. Probably heavier. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you have to fight against a motor. It's always like, I remember sometimes I would always, uh, at least at the dealers, I'd be showing customers how how their uh, power trunks worked. Yeah. yeah. And they would try forcing it by hand. And that would be the same result. I told them, no, 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 just press the button here. Mm. And they're like, oh, no, 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 okay. And then they go and start trying to push it down. I'm like, there's a button right here. Just press it. Right. And then they're like, oh, okay. You, I mean, that should have been the salesperson's job. What but... do you think of the uh, <laughs> What do you think of the uh, Roadster? Is it going to be the Halo car for sure? Well, it's supposed to be. Certainly isn't now. Mm-mm. I mean, what? They have the plate. That's the Halo. So, okay, so now that the big... Okay, so the big performers right now, in terms of performance-wise, the played, then you have the Taken 4S, and then what was the Audi's what? They came out with the... Oh, yes. The e-tron the e-tron the e-tron gt e-tron gt yes i actually see one of those every morning but that's just essentially a taken though if you think about it yeah maybe with a different body with a more nicer body like my dad uh is almost in love with that car but he says but he says the the price is way out of his budget if it was in his price in his price range he'd get one but then again his his 2015 Audi A4 will do just fine. No issues with that one yet, right? No. That's good. He loved his BMW up until he got his Audi. And then the BMW started falling apart. Hmm. Shame. Yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm just, like, I said, like I said earlier, I'm not convinced yet to buy me an electric car. Yet. So... We don't know where... interest. Hmm. Yeah, the only interest I would have would be... Maybe a 300 plus kilometer range and just be simple. Like, I don't need the gizmos. I don't need the flash, the flashy stuff. Yeah. And just make it cheap. Like, if you can get, if you can get like a new one for what, 10 grand in a 200 kilometer range? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need the bells and whistles. I don't need the super fancy, ooh, look at me. Yeah, I don't really like care for f- all that little. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't need, I don't need the lane departure i don't need any of that stuff as long as it's got as long as it's a car that's got a windshield and airbags i'm fine with it i guess that's uh i agree with you on that one dude honestly because it it, it could just i don't know maybe it will it'll get to that point where electric cars do get simplified yeah it's gonna happen just not now maybe not in the next year or two yeah, because I'd be more considering. I'd consider, uh, what do you call it? Hmm. There was like an electric vehicle that I see puttering around California. Uh, I forget. It's a three-wheeler, and it looks like a Civic. Oh, oh man. Uh, I'd rather get one of those. 
because it's just whatever. It's just your. It's just a commuter car. Uh, I th think I know God. what you're talking about. Yeah, it's red, right? I kind of, I forgot the name of it. I know Elio. I know the Elio came out. You oh, meant the solo, the solo. That's what it was called. The solo, the nob nob car solo. Yeah, the solo. I saw someone that was actually looking into one. Really? I'm just like, well, not over here, but at least in the car groups I follow. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that in person a few times. It's pretty interesting. You know, would I drive one? Yeah, I, I would. But for commute, I don't know. Depends. I, I, probably, <laughs> I personally. If it's don't like know. whatever, if you just have to, whatever, if you just need something cheap to get from A to B. Right. But then again, I drive a Toyota every day. Jeez. I mean, I would drive a Corolla any day if I had a choice, if I had no choice. But, um,. There's a lot more to talk about. There's actually, there's just so many stuff that's been going on in the industry that we're going to have a plenty to talk about on the actual official episode, the first episode of this podcast. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a while since we did a podcast, but for you guys, listeners, if you guys have gotten this far, I appreciate it. You know, um, you know, tell, tell your friends about, you know, this podcast, if you can, please, you know support you know more support the better uh we'll try to we'll try to do some you know we'll try to do more of these and uh try to keep up on it because i you know couch cars lasted like four episodes oh five actually um flip part you know episode four was a two-part episode because the cyber truck we were just bored no <laughs> we were just we were bored but i mean at the same time like i think what it was was this actually, you know what's funny? It we did we did that pre pre COVID too. You know what I said? Like did I we? just I just realized, yeah, we did that before even COVID was even announced, or it was even not sorry, not announced, but it was like it became the pandemic. Like going back on the dates, twenty nineteen, dude. That's oh, dang. crazy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that is that's pre pandemic. And it's Holy. it's it's funny how like we did that, and right after episode four, just we died out and. We could have we could have kept going throughout the pandemic, but whatever you know. Um, but yeah, like we we were going okay, and then like I said, just it just, it was it, you know. I'm gonna I'm we're gonna disclose this to you guys right now. This is not we're not looking for any money or anything like that. We're just doing this for fun, you know, and share our stories about our you know firsthand experience with cars, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, telling our stories. And our opinion, you know, like I said, your guys' opinion matters too. So it's not like, you know, I'm gonna have we're gonna have a couple of guests on this show, and we're gonna eventually gonna hear stories from them. You guys are gonna enjoy, it. especially I know one person that's I'm gonna try to get him on the show. You're gonna enjoy it. He has so much things to say, and um, yeah, I, it's just there's a lot of plan for the show. We just don't, you know, like I said, it's right now we're playing it by ear. We're trying to get ourselves out there, but again, we're not after the money. We're just doing it for fun. You know, we're you know we'll get bored. We're fun, um, and with the industry that we work in, a lot of things are happening. Especially like right now, recently, like all these announcements. Um, right now is the perfect time to see all these crazy things happening. Like you know, Arthur's got 
you know, his job right now, he works at a place that restores wrecked cars, right? Is that what you said? Or is yeah. it um, wrecked cars? Or what do you guys restore? Wreckers? Oh, we, yeah, we rest- yeah, we restore wrecked vehicles, mostly trucks, because yeah. I guess they hold their value a little better. So you'll hear stories from him. And then me working from Mannheim, you guys are going to hear a lot of stories about what cars I've came across. So, you know, like I said, you know, this is just a fun podcast. There's, you know, we're here to have a casual conversation and we're definitely, I have, I definitely have to get Steven on this show because he's got a lot to tell too. But, you know, once, once we kind of get our, you know, traction, you know, with enough followers, we'll try to do a video podcast and we'll have some fun live Q and a sessions here and there. So, but I don't know, man. I mean, Arthur, I don't know if you want to say anything to the listeners, you know? Well, well, today I think we're good enough. I think we're good today. Yeah. Considering the fact, uh, I got work tomorrow still. So, but. All right. Good luck with that. uh, I'll just sleep in. Yeah. I got, I mean, but you know, that's going to give you a chance to actually go check out that Tundra again and see where how that is, and then the Cherokee, if that hasn't been sold. I don't know if that Tundra has been sold. I won't be surprised if it did. But, yep, yeah, we're going to be, um, we'll be, uh, whew, man, talk about a three-year, a three-year hiatus. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess you could say a three-year hiatus, I suppose. So, three years? Three years. Seems like, man, dude, three years seems like a long time. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. Two There's years. no way. Yeah, I feel like it is. I mean, There's no dude, way. I just, I just, dude, I've been at my job for two years, and I felt like seven years for some reason. Oh, my. Yeah, I guess yeah. through all, all the hecticness, I guess you had to go through. Especially, I think the pandemic made it seem like it felt forever, because I worked during the pandemic. So it yeah, just it, it, it dragged on, you know. What a drag! But uh, but anyways, guys, that th- this is uh was our preview episode for Redline. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, listening to me and Arthur talking about our opinions and our stories a little here and there, and yeah, you know, we'll banter off on certain subjects and talk about it for a little bit. Then we'll get back on track. You know, that's to be expected, guys. You know, that's just, like I said, it's a very casual podcast. We're not, there's nothing formal or nothing scripted. So, and, uh, yeah. So, like, anyways, guys, this show's going to be on uh, Anchor. And I'm going to be on, uh, I'm on Instagram, jray.photography. J-Ray, J-R-E-Y, dot photography. And I believe Zippy, I think you're on Instagram. That's Zippy Art, right? With triple P's, right? Well, I really don't go on Instagram. He doesn't so, go on Instagram. So yeah. If you want to follow me there, go ahead. I haven't posted in years. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's it right there. And uh, yeah, guys. So we'll go ahead and we'll end it on this note. So we'll go and catch you guys on the next episode. Arthur. Thanks for being on the show as my co-host. Redline podcast. Hopefully this will take off and see where this goes. So anyway, guys, we'll catch you guys on the next episode on Redline.